Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. It is Tuesday. It is the podcast. I am your host today, Ross Chanley. Um, People are watching will obviously see there's no Paul, no Chris. They're both on holiday, taking a well-deserved break and recharging for the new season. But to compensate, I have got the best lineup known to man or woman or however you identify. Uh, Georgia Stevens joining to me, James Sutton and Sam Walker. Thank you all very much for joining me. Um, lots to get through today. We're going to talk a bit of pre-season, our thoughts so far. And then we're going to get into some Liverpool and Premier League predictions for the new season. So feel free to join in the comments below as we do go along. But... As is tradition with this podcast, we have some kickoff questions. Um, James Sutton, I want to start with you on this one because I feel like you're going to have a tasty, tasty answer. Um, our good friend Sachin Nakrani, I love Sachin. He's such a good follow um, on, on Twitter. So do, do go follow him. Um, and it's important to remember in this, James, Sachin Nakrani of The Guardian. Um, he could have asked any question. Uh, there was no brief in, in this. It was just adding the kickoff question. Um, so Sachin's gone with, would you rather piss yourself every time you stood up or shit yourself every time you sat down? This question's come from like a reasonably respected journalist yep. with a he's huge lovely. following, and, it, and yep. this is the question that he's decided to pose for us. Yeah, is that someone needs to check on him, make sure everything's okay at home? I did. He's fine. Is he fine? He's um, yeah, fine. I, well, I, I'm. I, I can't answer this. It's awful. What a awful <laughs> question. I mean, is it, does anyone have a funny answer to this? George, George had an answer. George was all up for this before the show started. Go, on, go, oh, to, go, no. to, go to George. Right? Not, George, George, George was talking quantities and pregnancy and all sorts before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> My only thing was, right, I'm with James. This is a weird question. I said to Ross, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with this. This is just weird. There's no, what do you gain from an answer from this? Nothing. But the only thing it doesn't specify is quantity. Like, it doesn't. And what I'm saying is women after pregnancy, they sneeze and, and like they wee. So what I'm saying is like standing up and weighing yourself seems the lesser of two evils here. Sam? <laughs> I can't believe you two are sat there and you're actually putting sitting down and shitting yourself <laughs> in the same bracket as pissing yourself. I mean, like I would piss myself all day. Like, you know, it's not very nice. It's not very nice, but it's like, that's West, getting clipped like, up, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, shitting yourself. I mean, I mean, my, like my son. This is like crazy. My son runs around. And he's potty training, and it's like Eli, and he's weed himself, and he doesn't care. He cracks on. As soon as he's had the poo, mate, he's over. Dad, yeah, it's that time again. So, like, you know, if he's two and he can deal with, I think, you know, we've got to. That's got to translate to adulthood, surely. Like, you, imagine shitting yourself every time you sat down and gone. <laughs> No, no, mate, no, 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 no. It's got to be we. Come on, let's just be real here for a minute. I'll, I'll put it out there and say what we're all thinking. Piss myself standing up. That's the standard for this show. Paul Grister, why won't we be doing this again? Um, so let's move on to the next one. <laughs> James, I'll come back to you. Um, do you have beans on a fry-up? It's a two-part question. Do you have beans on a fry-up? Uh, and who would win in a fight between a monkey and a bear if the monkey had a knife? Of course I have beans on a fry-up. What kind of pervert doesn't have beans on a fry-up? They're out there. Like, no, well, yeah. But the, okay, so American Americans find it really weird that we have beans with our breakfast. They can't get their head, like their heads just completely fall off when they find out that we have like Heinz beans with sort of sauce and that. But without that, like where are you getting your moisture from? Where's your... You know what I mean? What's helping you masticate your food? What What's helping it 
You know, it's always, always beans, beans and shitloads of brown sauce. They're the rules. I don't make them. I just, I just adhere to them. Second question. Um, did you say monkey? Did you say monkey with a knife? Yep, against a bear. A bear doesn't have a knife. Just a monkey has a knife. How, what, kind say, well, monkey, what, what kind of monkey are we talking? Whatever monkey you want, jeans with whatever knife you want. Well, because if, like, if it was like if it was like a little like a little macaque thing, like yep. the bear had messed it up. But if it was like baboons, I remember reading about a woman who got her face ripped off by a baboon. Did you ever hear about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, baboons yeah, are vicious, vicious yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, re I reckon the I reckon a baboon with a flick knife could do some serious damage to a, <laughs> to a. But are we talking brown or black bear? Because I think the I think mm. the brown bear is the more vicious of the two. I think. Well, just to count on that, James. If it is a macaque, would they not be more agile and the bear would struggle to get hold of the macaque? Because obviously, be a bit, I know bears aren't slow per se, but a macaque could be a yeah. bit agile and, and dodge the. It's an interest. It. It's an interesting one. I, I'd 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 like to I'd like to see it happen. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the bear with the knife. I think. Yeah, the bear hasn't go got the bear a knife. knife. The bear hasn't got a knife. <laughs> no, the monkey's got the knife, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've not been awake for very long. I'm definitely gonna go with the monkey with the knife. <laughs> okay. Yes. Georgia, um, beans, beans, bear, or monkey with knife. Come on, a football podcast. Come to. We'll get there in a minute. We've got the YouTube comments to that. Uh, being to the fry up, yeah, to, like the. Um, I do agree. I think more a chimp with a knife because they're like more cognitive, so we know what to do, how to use a knife, you know, properly. So I'm, I'm going chimp with a knife. Yep, Sam. Beans all day. Yeah, agree. It's a ridiculous question to be honest. Um, and the bear and monkey. I, I reckon. I reckon the monkeys. Cheeky little monkey's gonna dance around with a knife like Floyd Mayweather, you know, sort of jabbing in, getting doing some damage on the bear. Eventually, the bear is gonna get hold of the monkey and absolutely destroy it, but and win. But then the bear dies of, um, you know, basically once the adrenaline's gone, bleeds out because of all the, the jabs that the monkey Mayweather's putting. <laughs> sort of just jabbing, jabbing, jabbing. You know what I mean? Them's that slick movement because that's the way that the gym's gonna move around, isn't it? So yeah. I think once. Um, once, once the bear sort of grabbed it, and, but because of all the damage the monkey's done early on, eventually the bear dies. So it, it's kind of like a draw with the bear kind of winning first. So everyone, everyone, in your scenario, everybody dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yep. I just think the, the monkey's going to be too slick boxing. Yeah, we'll yeah. go with that. Okay, everyone dies. Um, if anyone's got any thoughts <laughs> or comments on, on either of those, uh, feel free to get in the comments. Um, George, yeah, we're going to get to some football chat and the people at home who are listening and watching, don't worry. Uh, we're going to get on top. But firstly, nice little surprise. Some slightly breaking news. Our new book is available for pre-order. It's huge. It's massive. It'll keep you entertained for hours. There's loads of art, including George's, by the way, um, on the back of our Jordan Henderson documentary that we did. Um, Thomas prepared a lovely little advert. If you want to go and pre-order it now, you can do. Um, we've got some signed copies and some standard copies. The signed copies are absolutely flying out. I put 100 for sale on Friday, and we sold out of them, so I've to put some more on. So go and be quick, and here's a little advert. Hey everyone, our brand new book has landed. Hendo, 10 years a red premium collector's edition, the definitive Jordan Henderson collection in A4 size, 200 pages, full color, incredible insight, in-depth knowledge, and the stories of his rise from a young boy in Sunderland all the way through their academy to the Premier League taking the captain's armband, becoming the captain, and leading Liverpool to be champions of everything and beyond as well. It's got his greatest moments season on season, some incredible, unique, phenomenal custom artwork from some of the best Liverpool artists on the scene. Incredible high-definition photos of his best moments as well. It is an incredible Jordan Henderson collection, and it fits right in your hands just about. It is a behemoth of a book. It is incredible and it is available right now. You can get it and you can learn more about the Liverpool skipper from the people who are closest to him on that journey. Friends, family, coaches, players and managers. Yes, it is Hendo, 10 years of red and it is available right now on redmenmerch.com. Get involved. 
Yes, that is our lovely new book uh, by myself, Ben Kelly and Paul Machen. Please don't go get that. I'll get Tom to put a link in the live chat and in the description if he doesn't mind. Thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah, go and get hold of that while you can. Right, um, let's talk about some football, shall we? Sam, I'm going to start with you. Um, I'm going to do a bit on Liverpool's pre-season so far, but I'm just going to start with um, transfer business so far, or, or lack thereof. Um, obviously, we, we bought Canati and there's kind of a lot of, Nothing going on at the minute. There's, there's loads of links left, right and centre to other players. But the, the main crux of what Liverpool's lack of activity, I think, is we need to sell some players first. And it, it, it feels like when you go on social media, I, I feel like I've missed something. So to me, my perception is we need to sell Shakiri or Rigi before we can do anything. And there's loads of people just saying, just, just go and spend money. And Liverpool find themselves in a situation where it's difficult for them to do business right now. Yeah, I think... We could go and buy someone. It would just mean that we would then be in a situation where we have to sell someone in order to make sure everybody that's there is registered if the person we bought wasn't homegrown. So I suppose, yeah, but I, th I think Liverpool Football Club have always been a bit too smart for that. Um, we don't know what's going on, which, you know, when I've got my head on, I'm happy with because I think that's the way Liverpool should be. Um, I'll be honest with you, I wave from head to heart to head to heart, head being that. You know, if we had the start of the season with everybody's squads that um, at the end of last season, next season, with all the guys who could come back, maybe we'd already signed Kanate in like April, I'd have been absolutely buzzing for the season. think we can do loads of things. But the sort of the heart's kicking in now where I'm seeing Harry Kane doing what he's doing. I'm seeing Grealish basically at City's door already. I'm seeing United sign everybody. And you start getting a bit panicky. And something Chris said a while ago about the biggest fear this summer being that everybody else does huge business and we kind of don't. Um, yeah, I think I think that's where I am at the moment. I'm calm, but then every now and then I have a little sort of quick heart palpitation where I'm, I'm a bit concerned that we're falling behind. But let's just don't Liverpool are doing what we always do and keep things quiet and drop the bomb when we need to. Yeah, it's it's. I think I agree with that, James. It's it's difficult to kind of assess it. And it's important to remember there's a month left of this transfer window, by the way. It's not like you need all your players in before the start of the season, although it helps with pre-season and learning tactics and and stuff like that. But but Sam's right. I think there was always a question of what would this window be like this summer? Like we knew last summer was kind of a whitewash. No one had any money. Everyone was worried about transfers and, and you know, revenue because there was no fans in stadiums. We didn't know what was going on. Whereas now we're getting towards that. Well, fans are coming back. What, what happens? And Sam's right. You know, when my United start spending 80 odd million pound on, you know, Jaden Sancho, be it, you know, guilt money for the Super League or whatever it is, or whether they're trying to please the fans, but you, you do have to be concerned, don't you? Because they were five points ahead of us last season and we, had, we were terrible. They conceded more goals than us. So I can make a case to say that they need to make up that because their, their team is far far behind ours but I think people are stuck on last season and how we played and I don't think it's quite the same is it yeah I, yeah I agree with all that uh, Sam's right I, I'm, I'm very similar I go from I go from feeling quite quite okay about the situation you know and looking at our, our starting 11 or our, you know our starting sort of 15 players if they're all fit you know we're, we're, in, we're in a really really good place we've arguably still got you know the best starting 11 in the Premier League the the worry is, you know, you, you you can't account for injuries. You know, our, our our depth, our squad players, the drop off is still huge. We've still we're still looking at, you know, if if, if the season started tomorrow, our backups are Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, um, you know, Minamino's still around. Naby Keita, obviously, you know, I know we'll, we'll get onto him later. You know, he 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 played the other day. Um, Oxley Chamberlain, you know, these are these are not players that I think. I think a team that wants to be challenging for, for honours should really be relying on as backup. Um, and because of the nature of your player, because of the intensity of the Premier League, and because of, you know, it's, it's not actually been a huge break for the lads. I, I worry that one or two injuries, and we, we're, we're in a similar situation to that we were last season, and all of a sudden, you know, the wheels fall off. And, and you don't want to be, you don't want to be in, a, in a position where you're constantly patching things up. You know, oh, he'll do a job there. He'll have to play there. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a, you know, I think, I think arguably our defensive problems, uh, you know, should should have gone away now with the with the arrival of Canate and, and and the fitness of, of the other lads. But I worry, and 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 I know it's it's been talked about to death, but I worry about losing Ginny Wijnaldum and not replacing him. I really do. You know, that's that's a huge number of games. And yes, I know Klopp, Klopp's you know preferred midfield is Henderson. Um, Fabinho and, 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 and Thiago, but one injury to that and, and all of a sudden, like I say, we're patching up players and 
dropping in players that aren't as good. So there's, there's, there's I'm, I, I am worried. I, I, I am concerned, but I, I like to think that we're going about our business quietly behind the scenes as we do. And, you know, all of a sudden there'll just be these world-class players arriving and it'll all look fantastic again. If we don't get anyone in, I'll be incredibly surprised. Yeah, I think I've got a lot of George. And, and as James says there, you know, I think those those players will come in, but that's kind of like hope and going off evidence of what happened previously. Even the Trent stuff, which we'll come on to later on, was like, wasn't really spoken about. And then bam, it was done, which kind of solidifies your, your faith in, in the system and, and kind of what's going on. I used the term mess before when I asked Thomas before this before the show, but Liverpool got themselves into a, a bit of a situation where the fact that you know we all know they need to get rid of Origi or Shakiri or Minamino, and then kind of fill a non-homegrown quota. I, I think I think most of those players would have gone last season, or certainly some of them, having not been in this situation. But other teams will know that as well. So then it's a bargaining tool for other teams to go. Well, we know you need to sell Origi. We'll just stall on, on a price, and then this is why it's dragging out potentially. Yeah, I agree. I think when you kind of look across the board, not many teams have done massive offloads. I mean, in the Premier League at least, and I think we're in that position where, like James says, it's it's those fringe players that we need to swap out and upgrade almost. Um, I think for me, it is that that midfield that that we are lacking them backups, and and the only way that we are going to get that is like you say, offloading those players. And I think for the likes of Shakiri, it's a bit different because. The ones where we and even Origi to the extent I think we will get back what we what we've spent on them. Um, whether we make those huge profits is unknown. But like we said before, it's not like they're buying super informed players. This is probably the most informed Shakiri will be, and we'll probably get the highest price we will get for him considering the Euro performance they have. I think Origi will be difficult, but Minamino again, he he did alright at Southampton. It's some players, some teams that he'll do a job for them, and I think again we're not going to get the massive price that we want for him probably, but I think we will probably make money back from the Shakiri deal and that'll hopefully, you know, sort out a few of our issues. Sam, are you going to drive Rigi down to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium if Harry Kane goes to Man City? <laughs> yeah, oh God, honestly. I think it's interesting listening to, to you guys there as well. I think Shakiri and Minamino, I personally think all three of Shakiri, Minamino, Rigi should be surplus to requirements now. That's just my opinion. I know some people probably want to give Taki a bit more time, and that's absolutely fair. Uh, I've kind of personally already kind of written him off, which is quite harsh. But I just feel style-wise, he doesn't fit. There's not not that he's a good, not a good player because he is. I just think stylistically, it doesn't really work for us. Uh, we haven't got a position for him as such. Um, I think we could easily offload Minamino and Shakiri. I think we will offload Shakiri. I think Minamino, if we want to sell him, we could probably get. 10, 15 million for him, which would be, you know, double the money, wouldn't it? I think Origi's a tricky one, but at what point do we just say, we've had your value, we've had your 10 million's worth and more. You know, if we get six, seven million for you, you know, we've had, we, I think we've got six million pounds off Wolfsburg for a loan fee once. You've probably had that back already off loans for him and stuff. So, you know, personally, I would take what we can get for Origi. I think the club and him and the fans just need to sort of now take separate paths. Um, and, and I think that's kind of what's holding us up as well, because, I feel like from what I hear in the press and from you know the little memes around that Origi's happy with where he is and what he's doing and that's not a positive thing we need footballers who want to play and are desperate to play and are hungry that doesn't that doesn't sound to me like a hungry footballer so <laughs> Spurs is optimistic I think you probably got more chance of late in Orient than Spurs at the moment though, to be honest <laughs> so and when you say those, those players are surplus to requirements Sam yeah. to James's point they all need replacing as well don't they with quality I, I I don't think the only replacement. I think we've got. If you think we've got Jota in, which was an additional player, which we didn't sell anybody. Well, Bruce never. Bruce would never kick the ball in league football for us. So we've got Jota. We've got Harvey Elliott. I would say we probably need to bring in one. I and then you've got because we've got players who can play wide left, wide right in the number ten. Now we've got Jota. We've got Manny Salah, Firmino. We've got Curtis Jones who can push up from time to time. We've got Oxley Chambers fitting. So we've got Harvey Elliott, who's an exciting young talent. I think we need one more who's maybe of the Jota ilk in terms of level and quality and hunger and position in their career. Um, the guy, you know, for instance, at Lille that we're talking about at the moment, that would be a fantastic sort of idealistic signing. Um, is it David, the, the striker? Um, yeah. That that kind of move would be perfect. Uh, I don't think we need to replace all three. I think we need one to get rid of the three because at what point did we ever really need all three at one time? I can't even think of it at the time they've all even been on the pitch in the same game. But that might be the case if you know they weren't used because they weren't good enough, or the, the, the strikers that we had were running to the ground. Um, 
James, just to follow on from that, you know, I, I agree what you said before about getting, you know, getting players in. Um, some of the links that we've seen over the past few weeks, obviously some of it is, is just bullshit and some of it is is quite solid. But some of the more solid ones that we've seen have been the likes of John McGinn and, and Jared Bowen. Um, I can tell by your face that that does not excite you. <laughs> no, I, I'm, a, I'm a big I'm a big fan of John McGinn. I, I think I, I think he's a, I think he's a really good age. I think his numbers are really good. Um, he's you know hugely respected at Villa and 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 the job he's done there. And, and a player of that ilk, I think I, I think that's good if you can get him. For, but they would demand a huge fee for him, and that's where the sticking point comes from. We're just we're, we're not we're not going to throw that you know those 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 figures around. We need to, we we also we need we need goals from midfield as well, man. We need we need we need other players to start chipping in with goals because there's such there's such pressure on our front three and that you can you can feel the frustration in the crowd you can feel the frustration on the pitch you know we we we, we players like Oxley Chamberlain you know in his pomp bursting through and, and getting on the end of something slamming in a thirty yard that's the kind of player that we need for me to just share that responsibility around a little bit because we don't want to get in a situation, you know, we get an injury. I mean, Sam's right to bring Jota into it because that was a fantastic signing. That's a, that's great backup. That's a great option to have there. But I just I just feel like we need one more, one more striker, one more midfielder. And I, I don't think we're far away. But but those players, if, if we do get those two players in, they need to be challenging immediately for the starting eleven and not just squad players. They, we need we need people that are going to come and challenge, you know. And you talk about you know the age of our squad as well. That's another thing. You know, these lads have only got one or two, you know, certainly up top, only one or two years left in them before you know questions need to be asked and and, and difficult conversations need to be had. So that needs to be something that needs to be brought into the equation. Let's just let's just let's just spend some fucking money, guys. Come on. Yeah, come on, John. Stop spending <laughs> it on tits and yachts, will you? And fucking get a player. Um, <laughs> So, George, I was going to wait a little bit, but James has kind of touched on it there. The other, the other gamble is, and why people are so so concerned, and, and James is right, is, you know, he's mentioned Oxley chamberlain there, and it's the same for Navigator. Now, James has just described getting more goals from midfield, and, you know, that, uh, probably that goes for assists as well, I'm, I'm guessing. And the creative midfielders that we do have, we have them. They're just, they're just not, not fit. And that's the other gamble, you know, especially with the last season with the defenders and stuff like that. You know, if, if the track record of Navigator and, and Chamberlain was amazing, you know, I'll probably go into the season at this transfer window and go, well, actually, things, things aren't that bad, but they're not because of their injury record. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Completely. And, and we had similar issues, I remember, with, with storage and things. Of It's one of those of when they're in form and they're playing, it's like happy days. Like, look at this exciting player that we've got. The fact is, is they're not in form a lot and they don't play a lot because of the injury history. I mean, the the promising thing is the amount of minutes they're getting in pre-season and how kind of sharp they do look. I mean, Naby especially, everyone's sort of loving the things he's doing at the moment. So we've got to go into it optimistic because I think that's the only 
thing we've got at the moment because we do have those players and and we do have the gaps and the pieces that we need. It's just hopefully that they finally fall into play, into place as the season goes on. Like I said, I'm not. I am realistic. I don't think either of them will be fit fully for the whole season. What I am hopeful of is maybe that they kind of align with each other of it, the the burden shared between them. Um, and hopefully, you know, we can see enough of both of them during the season that it doesn't feel like we've got zero midfielder. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it, Sam? You know that navigator stuff. I'm, I'm, I'll admit, I'm, I'm slowly and slowly being hooked back in. Some of the stuff that he's doing, the fact that you know he played an hour the, the other day, which is like you know, I was blown away by that. But even, even his style of play to, to carry on James's point before the, the midfield, you know, it was win the ball back in, you know, in in their half. It was one touch, bam, and then we're inside the box, and you know, we, we get a goal from it. We've lacked that, you know, our transitional play at times. You know, last season we didn't have midfielders; it was too slow. But I think we've been guilty of certainly against low block sides. Of being too slow, Naby Naby brings that, and it's just it's frustrating to see how he plays and what he can bring to this side. But he's never fit. So I'm going to ask you also. I'll start with Sam. If you just give a percentage on where you're at with being hooked in by Naby Keita, if you think he can be either managed or produce this season, what would you be at? I'm I'm, I'm all in with him. I think he's a good a good footballer. If we want a midfielder, he's the one we want to go and get, but to stay fit. So uh, always back the team, always back the club. You know, if they think they can get enough out of him this year, enough. No, he's not going to be a starter. Fifty-one games with Ginny, but I, I, I'm all in with him. I, I'm one hundred percent. If they keep, if they're keeping him, then I, I want to see him on the pitch a lot this season to to get the most out of him. So I'm all in. Yeah, James. Yeah, similar to similar to Sam. I, I'd, I'd I'd written him off. I'd written off his Liverpool career, but after watching him the the other day, I am I am ready to get hurt again. <laughs> Georgia, same. <laughs> I literally echo what James is saying as it happens every year. We say, no, we're okay. We're not getting back in. And then we're starting to look at getting number eight on our back all over again. We're very, oh, very crisis. <laughs> um, Sam, is there a slight difference this year? Jürgen Klopp, and I said this on a show last week, uh, I think it was the Tactical Times. If you don't follow Tactical Times, Mick, he's, he's boss. Like, um, he pointed out that um, Ox and Naby have been fit for months. And Jurgen didn't play them because we were rotating the squad, we were changing centre backs and stuff like that. Does that play into your mind as well? The fact that you know he's he's been managed and that he can go into the season and hopefully you know as you were saying there replace. And I don't think it is fifty-one games by the way because I think Genie played fifty-one games, which is a hell of a lot of games. But I think he played a lot of those because there was no other midfielders. And, he, and of course he was fit and he was available. But Henderson, Fabinho were in defence and then they were injured. Had they been available to play midfield, I don't think Genie plays fifty-one games. So I don't think that's as bad as we think. So I don't think we need Naby and Ox for 51 games, but it's certainly a big chunk, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, I've seen that little piece as well. It was fantastic. Yeah. That, the, the thing is with Ox, he's very similar to Gomez in that he doesn't get little injuries. He, he's just suffered some real big ones. Uh, and Ox has been fit for a long time. People just don't realise. I think it's December he came, back, he came back against Palace and he's pretty much been there. So if he's going to stick around and be in the squad, I'm happy for him to be, you know, like to be considered because at the end of the day, he hasn't been injured for, what, eight months now? Cage uh, is a funny one because... You know, he, he seems to get through pre-season fine. It's not like he's training like Levy King one or two days a week, and it, it, it just seems to break down. So, I think if we're going to if we're going to keep them both, if we can get one player over the season out of them two, I think we've done really well. So, if we can get, like you say, I agree, the fifty-one games was just just because Genie did that, but we don't need that. I agree. If we can get forty games out of them both in terms of forty starts, maybe. And then they just chip in with substitute appearances and sort of give them minutes off for the other players. I think we've, I think that's it. I think we've, they've done their job there for, for the coming yeah. season. So. Yeah. Uh, James, Ox also falls short because he's been tried in this false nine position. And like, obviously, obviously people are kicking off going, well, we're getting him instead of a strike. I don't think that's the case. I think it's also some of it is making a bit more versatile, giving a bit of an option because if we do have midfielders, then he can do a job there. But also, Bobby's been away. There's basically a regime. We don't have anyone else to play that that central role. Tacky played it the other day. So I think it's a bit unfair. You know, I'm not saying you're doing this, by the way, just to kind of tar him with he's going to be the new number nine. I think that's that's going to give him confidence. And maybe that eye for goal that you were talking about before, of, you know, he, he did get a goal the other day. I mean, he couldn't have really missed, but he absolutely leathered that ball into the goal against Earth Berlin. <laughs> that's, going to, that's going to play into his mind going into the season, give him that confidence that maybe he needs. Yeah, he's you know he's he's, he's got it in his locker and and what I would you know more than anything else that the manager trusts him and the manager believes in him and and that has to that has to count for something you know Sam said before you know trust 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 the club trust the 
you know, trust the process, trust the management. And we can't, we kind of have to do that because we don't, we don't know, we, we're not privy to what goes on behind the scenes. And we don't, we don't know the, the work that he's putting in and, the, and, the, and, you know, in front of goal and, and, and trying to improve that side of his game. And if he, you know, if, if, if Oxley Chamberlain can come and get five, 10 goals this season, that's, that's, that's huge for us because we haven't had that for the past couple of years. Midfielders and attacking midfielders certainly chipping in with goals. The pressure has been almost almost solely on our front three, front four with Jota. Share that around a little bit. Share the weight, and and all of a sudden, you know, you get to you get to Christmas, and 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 you're in you're in you're in good shape. I, I like him. I, I like his attitude. I think he, and his work rate. I think he's you know I think he's I think he's super. But I do there is a part of me that thinks he might be on his kind of not sort of last chance. But I don't think there's I don't think there's years left in in Oxford Chamberlain. I think this might be his kind of last hurrah with us. Maybe this season, perhaps next season. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to see him chip in and you know and start getting some goals because he's a talented boy and we've seen he's proved he can do it to so just yeah. just get him up there. Yeah, um, Georgia um, pre-seasons kind of going all right. You know, it's hard to judge if you don't win games. It's always it's just for fitness and tactics. Um, if you win your games, you're about to win the league and the Champions League and everything else. Um, Kate is Kate is stuck out as you mentioned there. Is there anyone else stuck out that you've been impressed with? Someone you want to see a bit more of this season? I think that, like we said, at the back, Canate has been really good and he's been super exciting to see him at the back. And I think just his overall presence, it's like when we first got Van Dijk and we looked at him and it was like this silky smooth centre-back who's also six foot tall, like this is great. We've now also got this other absolute unit that's at the back that's also very athletic and is comfortable and can move. And I think that's exciting for us to now see. I mean, also Joe Gomez, we forget how good that boy is. Like he, he's a very, very good centre-back. And to see him back as well, to see that we've now got three centre-backs and we include Matip, but three of the kind of same style and same, you know, it excites you. I think to see that, especially where we were last season, is definitely, you know, something that I've been impressed by. Yeah, and it's also just relieved our stress, Sam, hasn't it, of, of the back four? In fact, that stress has just come from the defence to the midfield. I think <laughs> this, this summer it's like, oh, our centre-back's kind of sorted. We've just got no midfielders anymore. But it also relieves the pressure on the likes of Van Dijk and Gomez with Canate coming in, doesn't it? Because, you know, I'm Matip, touch wood. You know, he's, he's looked pretty good this pre-season. He's stayed fit. He's played more than 10 minutes per game. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, as far as we're aware, he's, he's fine to play yeah. uh, Bologna, Bologna on Thursday as well. So, you know... It, it, it's exciting to see Van Dijk and Gomez come to them in the second of have, having them back. But when you've got someone else and it solidifies that defence and it's not Reese Williams, it's not Nat Phillips, which, you know, don't discredit them. They don't suit our style and they don't suit our system, which means we can go into the season with, like as Georgia says, some, you know, experienced centre-backs who, who play our way. And one of the things that stuck out with Canati for me was he's got the pace to, to kind of run in behind. He's... he's He's Van Dyke-esque in his style of play. I'm not going to compare the skills because that would be stupid because he's 22 and Van Dyke's the best in the world. But there was a moment where there was, you know, there was guy in behind and he just edged him off the ball and it wasn't, it wasn't like desperation or inexperience for a 22-year-old, which I thought was quite impressive. We, we all talked about it last year, didn't we? About how important the high line was and how it developed our game. And I'll be honest with you, probably guilty of it. Took I took um, our defensive solidarity it, it for granted. And last year it was a rude awakening in, in the new in as the as the new year came in where we, we saw how, how easily the whole our whole system and game starts to become exposed bit by bit by the fact that we didn't have these type of defenders anymore. And you know, we, we was Henderson to Fabinho to to, to Matip and Henderson and then Phillips came in, we split was crazy. So now having that additional player who absolutely suits what we do, pushes up the pitch a bit more relieve will know about his pace the way they will play will be a little bit different because they will also be aware of a ball in behind it doesn't really mean anything because you've got a lad who's just as quick as the forward running back with you much bigger much stronger so I think everything about what Kanate brings he's not the finished article we know that he's probably going to make the odd mistake which we need to be prepared for he's going to learn a lot hopefully a lot even with Matt and I mean it's just about us sort of letting him learn, let him grow, or from having play a player like him in our squad when we can't play Gomez or we can't play Van Dijk. 
Yeah. Um, and James, just before we go to uh, another break, um, we have done some business this, this summer. Um, we've done loads. Um, you know, we've got Canati in. Trent signed a new contract and, and Alison's supposed to be next. Um, but I just want to dedicate a, a couple of minutes to just eulogising about Trent. Um, I know I mentioned before, it kind of came out of nowhere. I think Paul Gorse had mentioned it briefly a couple of months back, you know, on, on the list of players that were going to get signed a new contract. But I'm just so happy for him. I think I think it's well-deserved. I think he's... His form, the way his rise, what he's done, what he brings to this team has, has been absolutely incredible. He had that moment where I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure he was off. I just think it was the the, the team wasn't wasn't right. Um, Southgate didn't pick him. He got a big rest that he needed. He came back with you know fire in his belly, and he was he was amazing. Yeah, I, I echo everything you just said. And let's not forget his best years are ahead of him as well. Mm. You know, this is this is this is a, this is a kid who's already one of arguably one of the best fullbacks in the world probably the best fullback in the world right now, certainly the most exciting fullback in the world, not even close to reach his potential. Um, to be part of this team, to have a manager like, you know, like he's got, you know, to to to, to help him and 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 help him grow and and, and the, the physical side of his game. And you know, he's 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 future captain, <clears throat> hands down. We're we're so blessed. We're so lucky to have a player like that, you know, who who is the loyalty to the club. And, and and you heard in his in his in his um, in the comments he made when he when he signed his contract, you know he feels an immense sense of pride and he doesn't take it for granted either. He knows what he knows how lucky he is and he knows what this means. He's someone that you can rely on. He's someone that will give one hundred and ten percent every single game. Um, yeah, absolutely chuffed to bits. Really, really, really pleased. Yeah, and George, I think like I think he said, or I think I've seen it said somewhere else, the club didn't have to do this. You know, he's, like James said, he's still relatively young. You know, he's on a, he's on a massive wage for someone of that age. You know, they could have done it like a little bit by little bit. I think it was concerns of, you know, what happened with, with Genie, although he's obviously older. His last big contract for Liverpool to go down. There you go. You're our man. As James said, future captain. You're a role model. You know, it's important to have local lads within this side. And he has produced. There's an extra incentive there to go and perform. And he's seen people that are, you know, five to ten years his senior. And he's, on a, he's now on a similar wage to them, you know, that's huge for him, isn't it? It is. I think as well. That's where going to be for the next few years. He knows that he can. You know, he's reached that age where he can start a family. He can like lay his roots still in Liverpool, and that's massive for him to know this is where his home will be for years to come. And I think you know. It cements what we all say behind the scenes of, you know, he's a club legend, he is the next captain, you know, homegrown, scouts lad. It's that on paper now. It's That is a fact. He is, you know, the future of Liverpool and he's he's the next thing that we all kind of invest in. So I think it's massive for him to, to get that. But it, it's a real, it's a booster thing for us. I think fans need to kind of take that on board too of what, what that can mean going forward. Yeah, and Sam, you know, the rumours are that Alisson's very close to being next. There's obviously a handful of others. Obviously, the, the, the front three are, are in conversation. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not defending like the transfer business so far, but I think it's important to remember that these cost a lot of money, not just the wages. It's, you know, agents, fees, you know, all that stuff that, go, that goes on top of, you know, giving someone a new contract, you know, even a signing on fee for a new contract or a contract extension. It's a, it, you know, it's a lot of money we're spending in them for to try and secure, you know, those, those world-class players where in previous years... That we would have just lost. I was on a conversation yesterday about losing Torres and Suarez and Sterling. The, the, the kind of list goes on. This is Liverpool now going. No, you're not touching our lads. So you can you can piss off. Yeah, it, 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 that's massively important. And I think what people need to realise is, for those who don't know, is when when someone signs a new contract, the only difference between signing a player is that the other third party club doesn't get a fee. Everything else happens. The signing on fee, the agent fees, the, everything that has to be paid is exactly the same as signing a new player apart from the fact that the other club doesn't receive their instalment package. That's it. Everything's going to cost a lot of money. And I couldn't agree with you more. You know, Alisson next, then I want to see Fabinho, because I think in terms of age-wise, they're the ones who are going to have. Yeah, of course, Salah, of course, Mane. But I think that that will come. And with their ages, I think that'll come naturally anyway. But I, we need to make sure we keep hold of the world-class players in our team. And we've got, would you say five, six, seven world-class players, people who you would consider in the absolute top bracket of the sport for their position. And I think we need to make sure that they're with Liverpool for the next two or three years because as good as shiny new toys are, for me, retaining them, what we've got is just as important. Yeah, 
completely agree with that. Uh, right, uh, we're going to have a little break and then we're going to some Premier League predictions. Includes title winners, top four, bottom three, surprise package, most red cards, gold boot winner, and some more. So get your thoughts uh, in the comments below. We'll get to some of them. Um, and for... Coming up, we have a Kenny Dalglish um, clip. We interviewed him for our Jordan Henson documentary. There's a big chunk of it available on YouTube for free. You want to watch the whole thing, including Kenny, Klopp, Trent, as we were just talking about there as well. Uh, Jordan Henson's dad. Honestly, it's like three hours of content. It's absolutely ridiculous. We're really proud of what we've made and what we created there. And you can get the individual interviews as well. But here's the one from Kenny. I think it's a great uh, compliment to himself that he's going... The manager of come in is... I've been more than happy with him. And I think their decisions to keep him ultimately have, have proved to be correct because um, the dressing room is a much better place with people like him and Millie and, and the dressing room. You need a strong dressing room to be successful. Um, I think the people that come in are made to feel very welcome. And although you have your own fan, people in and around the dressing room that you're, you're closer to than others, it doesn't matter as the captain, he's got a lead role in there to to get everybody together. And he's done that. And um, as I say, on the pitch, he stands up. And I think it's a great tribute to him as well that I think a lot of people don't realise how important he is to the team until he's not there. Uh, and sometimes you see people playing, you take them for granted. And I think we'll get, there'll be a lot of players who'll be like that. So I think Jordan has, has served his time brilliantly. Uh, and although he might say he's been truly happy working at Liverpool, it's Liverpool that should be grateful for somebody coming in and doing the work he's done, both on and off the pitch. And in, in a lot of, well, a lot of times it's been trying times as well. It's no, I mean, sweetness and celebrations. I mean, over the last three or four years, it has been huge success. But before that, it was a hard, it was a hard shift, and he came through it, and he's there. And I think everybody that's worked with him and for him on the pitch, I'll really, really stand up and say thanks very much, Jordan. Yes, that is our interview with Kenny Dalglish. As I said, there's a big chunk of it on YouTube for free. You want to watch the whole thing. I think Kenny's about an hour, maybe over an hour. Um, absolutely incredible, obviously, legend of the club. Uh, in there with Klopp, uh, Trent, Gerard is in there as well. Um, just absolutely loads of content. I do recommend it. Um, we're going to get into some uh, pre-season predictions. Um, George, I'll go ladies first in this one. Uh, feel free to play along at home, by the way. Um, I know some of this will defend on, on, on transfer business, but we'll just... Either pretend that some stuff's going to happen that we is pretty obvious it's going to happen at this point. Um, but who would you put you, if you were a betting woman? Who would you say was your title winner for the season? I'd love to say us. I, I would because I do believe say us then. we've got a chance. But I am also going to throw in the mix of United or Chelsea. I think United, because of the signings they've made, it, it'd be ridiculous for them to not finish high up. And Chelsea, just because I think they're an exciting team that's coming into their stride now. But he us, just, us. He just is dismissing Man City in that conversation as well. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> just, just not in it. Sam, do you agree with that? Uh, slightly differently. No one's Man United have got Ollie, and I think that's always going to cost them the title. They've got some good players. I just think he's not a big man manager. He's not a big. He's too much of a yes man. Yeah. Um, and I think they'll lose Pogba, and I think that'll be actually more of a, a derailing than than it should be. I just feel it will. I think he's a big personality there. Um, I think it'll be us and City. I think at the moment City haven't signed anyone, so I actually fancy us. That could change, but as it stands, they haven't signed anybody. And I think what we've got now is potentially worth as many points, if not more, than they got last season. So I think I'm actually quite confident as we are that we can come back and, and take our title back. Um, Chelsea United top four, obviously the top four is going to be miles away this year, miles away. Yeah, so uh, James, sorry, you, you're nodding along. You don't think Ollie's got the. Um... The skill set to, to to win anything with Manchester United. You look quite happy when he's but when he said that. So I guess you're ruling Man United out of a title challenge this season. But who, who would you chuck in there? Um, I agree. I agree with with, with George and Sam. To be honest, I think um, I think George is right. I think I think I think Chelsea, are, 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 you know, really exciting. Got some great players. Done really well. You can see the progression from Chelsea as well. And I think winning that Champions League will have been huge for them in terms of their confidence and everything going into this season. Um, if, if City sign Grealish, 
that's you know that's 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 going to make things a little bit trickier but listen you know like i said at the top of the show if we keep everybody fit we're still hands down the best team in the premier league and we'll win the league if we if we keep everybody fit and we add one or two then there's no question yeah Georgia, um, moving on to to top four. I think Chelsea is an interesting conversation. Um, like James said, they obviously, obviously won, won the Champions League. They're going to be buoyed by that. I think they've had a couple of bids. Reports suggest that you know they were praying for Lukaku, so they're obviously in for a striker. They've lost Olivier Giroud, so they need goal scorer. They could also hope that Timo Werner decides to find the back of the net um, in in most games and not not miss cities. But you know they're, they're going to be dangerous, aren't they? And I think people always forget that they were so poor at the start of last season. Obviously, before Frank was giving it the big in and then conceded the goal um, and then got sacked. Um, you know, Tuchel's done a, a huge turnaround in terms of, you know, what that squad is about, how they play and the mindset of those players and that mindset of, of we've seen before of, you know, you win a Champions League, you know, you talk about mindset, you know, they're going to walk into this new season with a whole, you know, a, a swag almost. Exactly. And you look at the, the England lads they've got in that side of Rhys James, Mason Mount, um, Obviously, Ben Chilwell as well. They, they're full of confidence to it. It seems like they've got a real good unit there. And like you said, the manager, he pipped Klopp for best, you know, German coach of the year and rightly sent him at the moment. I think we're starting to see Chelsea kind of go to how we feared them kind of years gone by, um, but kind of with this new edge to them. I think the Vernicom conversations interesting I see if, if Lukaku does get in there I think Werner starts to find his form again because that pressure's off him I don't think he, he's quite ready for that pressure of being Chelsea's sole goal scorer um, we've seen Kai Havertz pick up a few you know in, in pre-season and obviously in the Champions League gone by um, so I do think if they get Lukaku I think they'll be a real dangerous squad this year yeah Sam do you, do you agree with that and also do you think this is potentially the I want to say best tightest close um, title race that we might have that we've had for a, for a few years in terms of you know there's potentially four four teams in the oh, okay three because you dismissed Man United there's three teams potentially in the <laughs> mix for, for, a, for a title which we haven't seen for you know what four or five years maybe yeah theoretically we should have four tightly you know contested teams uh, listen United won't win the league but it doesn't mean they won't sort of flirt with it for a while it, you know I'm not saying they're going to finish 25 points behind I don't think that I just you know that statement was more about when it comes down to the big moments but see with Chelsea it's a funny one because I think the difference between when Liverpool won the Champions League in 2019 is that we were considered the best team in Europe the performances the teams we came across in the Champions League what we did in the league how unfortunate we were how good City had to be to beat us and 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 compare that to Chelsea who scraped fourth because Leicester bottled it and, be, and they won the Champions League on on a strange season and the draw and neutral venue. I don't really think it's the same. If they get in themselves in a bit of trouble and don't sign a striker, they'll finish fourth, in my opinion. If they do sign a striker, they might win the league. So it's really interesting. Now, everything that George says there could come to light, but if it doesn't happen for them because of the market, they could be find themselves short, like we have been last year with with the defence. So these last few weeks, mate, are going to really determine, I think, who does what business and how they do it on how that top four sort of stacks up. Yeah, it's interesting, James, isn't it? Because, you know, we're, what, uh, 11 days, well, 11 days away from Liverpool playing, 10 days till the season starts. And you kind of think most business will, will, will kind of be done. So, you know, I mentioned before with Liverpool, but I suppose it's the same for Chelsea, United, City, who want to get business done as early as possible so they can get these players in. I know it's different when you're shopping for Lukaku and, you know, Chelsea have also been linked with Haaland as well. But other clubs, if they sell those players, it need time to get other other players back in. So we might see in the next week or so, hopefully, you know, a really interesting activity in the transfer market. Yeah, I don't. Uh, but equally, you know, you have to you have to remember the the impact that the pandemic's had on not just not just Liverpool, but, but I mean, basically every club, bar you know United and City, is is you know is is struggling and abroad as well. You know that the Italian teams, you know their their revenues been streams have been cut massively. So you know. You, do you, do you do you sell your star player even if you get a load of money for them? I'm not I'm not I'm not convinced you do because I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not sure who you know. There's that many players out there that you could replace them. You know, if they if if Haaland gets sold, who do they replace him with? You know, who's who's available? It, it, it it's, it's it's tricky. It's a really really tricky um, period for a lot of clubs. So whether you see huge bits of business, I'm I'm not I'm not convinced. I do think Chelsea. I do think Chelsea sign a striker though. What do you say? Yeah. I was going to say, now you mentioned that, it's the same for, for Tottenham then. If they sell Harry Kane, 
Yeah. Who who do you go and get? Who's out there? Well, there's this there's, there's talk they want the the Southampton captain. Uh, was was what I was hearing. James, James Ward Prowse would they were they were sniffing around. Um, whether that happens, you know, God knows. Yeah, be interesting. Uh, James, we're going to stick with you. Um, I've got a feeling that your answer is going to be not arse, don't care, but bottom three for the Premier <laughs> League season. Um, Norwich probably go straight straight back oh, down. Um, yeah. Who else came up? Brentford. What? Yeah, and Watford was the other one. And Watford. Yeah, Watford, Watford, Norwich, and Brentford. They can all I'm get afraid. in the bin, can't they? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia, any advance on those three? Um, Norwich, Brighton, Brentford. I think Watford scraped through. Okay. So I'm, I'm just going to chuck a, a, a team in the mix here because I think it's dead interesting. It's Crystal Palace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Palace was the one I was going to go for. Rafa, Rafa's revolutions on the way, James. Don't say that. Um, <laughs> Crystal Palace, I just find that interesting. Obviously, Roy's gone, um, you know, and so is half the squad. Uh, to me, Zaha said at the start of the window he, want, he wanted out as well. Um, you know, it'd just be interesting to see how, how they get on. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, I was going to say Palace is one of my three there. I think okay. the amount of players they've lost and things like that, I think they're going to be in big trouble this year. They've kind of been down there a few times, haven't they? I'd say Palace, I think um, Newcastle. We'll flirt down there again, but I'm going to go with Palace, Norwich, and Watford. I actually think personally that Brentford or their little sort of revolution will continue, and they'll have a good season this year. But equally, we've seen how quickly that can go tits up, haven't we? So you know they they could finish bottom on the you know the, the worst ever points because they try and play the right way and get absolutely spanked. But I'd like to think that you know football will win for them this year, and they, and they'll they'll stay up just. Football's the winner. Um, I'm going to chuck. <laughs> I'm going to go Palace, Norwich, and I'm going to put Burnley in there. I've just had enough of Burnley. Just <laughs> the place, the the place, the team, the players. I like quite like Sean Dice. To be fair, I'm only, I'm only, I'm only joking. Uh, James Sutton surprise package. This can be a team and or a player. Um, surprise package. Um. Yeah, I, I, fan, I fancy West Ham to do really well again this yeah. season. I think, I think they, I think they'll kick on. I know it's not a massive surprise, probably, but you it was know, last season. I, yeah, but I, I, I expect them to kind of continue where they left off. I think, I think it's a really, really exciting time. Um, you know, the managers, is, you know, is really, really suited to them. The fans are really excited for the first time in a long time last year. They, they seem to have kind of clicked and gelled, and I'd expect them to push on. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're you know, pushing sort of top top five, top six, because um, they, you know, they 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 had they went on a really really good run last year, and they were they were unlucky to they sort of fell away a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I'd expect them. Do you think having fans back in their stadium could be disastrous for them though? Potentially, yeah, yeah. The yeah. fans really don't like going to their stadium. <laughs> have you just changed quite, your mind? Yeah, <laughs> that's quite a, it's quite a huge thing when your fans yeah. actively resent your own football stadium. So that would yeah. be interesting to see. But yeah, I fancy I fancy West Ham to do some do some bits okay. this season. Good call, uh, Georgia. I I completely go against what you said before. I think Crystal Palace. I think Patrick Vieira. In that role, I think is is going to bring Boy. something. And when you actually look at the players they've brought in, they've they've brought in a real exciting kid from Redden who basically tore up the championship last year. They've got Conor Gallagher from Chelsea, one of their young kind of stars in on loan. They've just bought another centre back from Chelsea, um, kind of one of their record signings. And and by all accounts, he's you know tipped to be the top. I think they've they've covered what they've lost because to be honest, when you look, albeit from Townsend. Maybe Van Alenholt to some extent. Who did they? Sacco, Gary Cahill. They're all Cahill. dead old, weren't they? Yeah. They've they've lost like real old kind of steady players that nobody really gets too excited about. And what they're bringing in is these young players who, yeah, it is. It's massive risk of what they're not proving in the Premier League. They they hit and miss, but it's kind of that palace that we enjoyed with Zaha and Townsend and that kind of exciting, you know, forward line that exciting kind of. The midfield occasionally. I think that they're actually, if they get it right, and they they could easily they'll stay up. I think. George, are you trying to suggest that a Roy Hodgson team is dull and lifeless? I mean, a Roy Hodgson team with Gary Cahill at the back, dull and lifeless. Yeah. No, 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 not me. That is what Tiki Packer. That's it, that's it, Brazil. It's basically like a, sh- a Shady Acres resort for old people, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Oh. We'll cover that. <laughs> 
Sam. <laughs> Surprise package, Sam. Um, I, I think, I think Arsenal have a good season. I think they'll they'll build again um, from where they were last year. They'll improve, but I, don't, I wouldn't call them finishing maybe sixth a, a surprise package. I actually think Aston Villa will make the top seven this year. I think Villa will lose Grealish and will make some smart buys. Um, who was it before? Was it you, James? Was talking about they were linked, they were also linked with uh, Ward Prowse. You just see wins that race. They've got Wendy. Um, they mm. think they're linked with Tammy Abraham as well. They've got a few. Obviously, to get hundred million off off um, off uh, City. You know, we'll obviously show them Origi and how shiny he is for 15 million. But <laughs> so they they might end up with someone like him. But I think I think I think what Dean Smith and what Villa will do is is bring in smart players who will just enrich that team. Big loss with Grealish, but I think people will write them off. But I actually think they'll have a good season this year. They'll be nice and balanced across the park. Okay, George, yeah, your your face nearly folded back on itself when Sam said Arsenal will have a good season. Do you, you want to counter that point? <laughs> It's not that, it's just the fact that, like, when you think of Arsenal so long ago, like, top four easily, no-brainer, and now the surprise is, oh, they might they might get Europa League. Like, that's, oh, to be an Arsenal fan, it must be like Everton. Like, it must be like how they felt. I feel like that's how they feel. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, James, most red cards? Fucking hell, I don't know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Gave you the agenda two hours ago. We could have could have looked could have looked up violent. Oh wait, <laughs> I slept. I slept through the agenda. Oh, did um, you? So when you replied no, nice with a thumbs know. up emoji, it was like yeah, fucking whatever, Ross. <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> I rolled up and went back to sleep. Okay. Do you want to name a player? Anyone? Just anyone? Uh, no. Okay, Georgia. That's not. The... <laughs> Ashley Young on his return, Crystal Palace. Feel like he'll just cause havoc. When did that happen? Yeah, it came on a free. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Sam. Uh, I'll go. Varan. Oh, nice. Mm. Is that because you just want him to get the most red cards? Yeah, I think he will. Surely because I want to. <laughs> he just wants to I fail. Hope he, I hope he struggles. Yeah, like hell. <laughs> so do you think? More do you hope. think do you, do you think he will? And and I mean this in terms of I, I saw some some bad shouts. It was either. Jamie O'Hara or Danny Mills want to mess off off fucking talk sport just go no he's, he's not established whatever but I think either, I don't think he found it struggle to acclimatise to the league but when you play with Sergio Ramos week in week out and then you turn up and it's Harry Maguire that's two different things isn't it yeah I think it's it's a funny one because he should be good but I think he's he's not what he was I think he's actually sort of gone past where he was really really good now he hasn't been that great last couple of years. Ramos was his sort of leader, um, and I do think the league will be different. And I think it'll, in, you know, within the first ten games, I think you'll see him make a few high-profile errors. But you know, he, he should be able to come through that and, and learn. So that's my little gamble on red cards: is that in those first ten games, he has a few howlers. Someone like, you know, a quick player, you know, Zaha or someone like that. You know, he's not used to that happening. It, he's playing Getafe at home and having seventy-five percent possession every game. I just think it's going to be different. Um, and because of the stages out of his career, I mean, look at Thiago Silva. He got absolutely rinsed a few times last year, didn't he, when he came in, a very experienced mm. player. But, yeah, uh, he's one to watch, I think, to see how it goes for them. A lot of pressure yeah. on him. Fingers crossed, eh, Sam? Um, James, last one. Um, you're you're a betting man. Um, golden boot winner for the I've Premier League. I've been known to have a flutter. Yeah, <laughs> golden boot winner. He's going to score the most goals. Mohamed Mohamed Salah. Good answer. Mohamed Salah. It's still still the best striker in the Premier League. That's what if Kane goes to City? Um, yeah, I guess yeah. If Kane goes to City, maybe. But I think I yeah. I I still fancy Salah over everyone. You know, but lay some respect on my man's name. George, you nodded along with James there. Um, Do you have respect for Mohamed Salah? Is he going to be top scorer? I do. I lay lots of respect on Mo. Uh, Mo is, you know, Mo's love, Mo's life. He's he's top top draw. I don't see Harry Kane to City. Yeah, lots of tappings and you know the occasional he might add a little something, but you know Mo Salah all day long. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, right now as it stands, I back Salah. If Kane goes to City, it's going to be Kane for me. But yeah. right now, Mo Mohamed Salah is still a Spurs player. 
Okay, sound. Um, before we leave, we're just going to do some Liverpool specific ones. We'll do this as a, as a quick fire round. So, sort of similar questions, but Liverpool players only. Um, James, uh, we've also most solid top scorer. Okay, most assists for Liverpool this season? Uh, Trent. Georgia? Thiago. Sam? Trent. Surprise package for Liverpool this season? James. Harvey Elliott. Shout. Georgia? I'm going Jota. Surprise package for Jota? Yeah, because like, I need him to be a standout performer. He's going to do that okay. this year. Okay, well, hopefully he won't get played in a, in a game that doesn't matter and get injured for three months. Um, <laughs> Sam? <laughs> Kater. Oh, he's putting his balls out on the line. Best youth. Best youth. Yeah. Best youth player, James. Uh, oh, good question. Harvey Elliott. Georgia? Harvey Elliott, all day. Yeah. Sam? Yeah, if we can't say Jones, it's got to be Elliott, hasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was no one else. There's no one else, is there, really? Um, most no. bookings are red cards for Liverpool. James Sutton? Thiago. <laughs> Fucking efforts at Thiago, yeah. Georgia, yeah. Sam? <laughs> Fabinho. Oh, Fabinho, yeah, he loves his shithouse tackle, doesn't he? I want to go Robertson on that one, because I just think we're going to get that, that gnarly Robertson back, and I, I absolutely love it. Um, standout performer, James? Um, it's Yeah, it's a, a, a toss-up between Mohamed Salah and Thiago Alcantara. Oh, yeah, like that. Georgia? I think Alisson. I think he'll he'll be the thing that, that differentiates us from everyone else. Oh, nice. Sam? Thiago, I think he'll have a great yeah. season. Sounds. Um, just a question before I, before I do the last one. Um, what's everyone's predictions for Bobby Firmino next season? James, you know, he's obviously had a, a torrid time last season. I think loads of people think he's on the decline. It's obviously a bit of a gamble. So this, this, I know this is guesswork, but I think having a midfield behind him that was actually meant to be a midfield will benefit him. Having a big rest will benefit him. Having that rotational play, as George mentioned there, for, for Jota coming in for you know a sustained period of, of the league will, will benefit him. Um, what's your thoughts on him? Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. I think I think he was he was one of the players who uh, suffered the most because of all the problems that you know we've we've kind of listed, starting with our defence and, and 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 you know how that kind of filtered through the team and what 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 not having a, a solid defence meant to the midfield, what not having midfielders playing in midfield meant for the strikers. The way that Bobby plays and the way the way where he exists on the pitch, he was he was one of the most effective players, I think. And also, he just looked fucking shattered for most of the season. So a little bit of a rest, you know. Uh, obviously, you know, did 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 well over in um you know over in Brazil. Um, yeah, I I I expect big things from him, and I, I don't expect him to to disappoint either. Do you agree with that, George's? But is Bobby coming? Are Bobby coming back? Completely, I think he's coming back with whiter teeth doing no look passes and. Twinkle toes around Newcastle <laughs> before we know it. I don't think whiter teeth is possible with him. Sam, where are you at with, with, with Bobby? Do you think he's possibly on the decline or is he just, like, yeah. like James said, just, oh, do you? I, I, I think the nineteen twenty season was more damn. I'm not looking at last year for every reason that you guys have just said. I agree with you on that, but I look a bit further beyond. I think his role is now much more popular in the league and I think he's no longer sort of an, an anomaly. He's no longer an enigma. I think a great player. I think he's got a place in our squad for the next couple of seasons. I think if we do the right business in the next couple of weeks, he'll find himself on the bench a bit more than than, than he has been before. Yeah, perfect. Um, last question. Uh, number of trophies for Liverpool Football Club this season? James Sutton. Um, I'd love us to have I'd love us to have a nice a nice FA Cup run. For, you know that that I'd really like that. I know it's not you know it's it's not the most popular of, of trophies anymore, but I'd love us to have a, a good go at that. Um, two, I think we win two trophies. I think we win the Premier League and or one of the others. Oh, I'll take that, Georgia. I said two, two. I think Champions League and like James said, I'd like a good FA Cup run. If we if we mm. won the FA Cup, I'd, I'd be quite buzzing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah. Okay. I'd be buzzing if we won the league and the Champions League, but I, I do take it. There's, there's, there's a lot of snobbery towards the FA Cup, isn't there? What's the other one? The yeah. Carabao Cup. Oh, yeah, the City Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, how many trophies? I, I think we'll, we'll do well to win one. I think I think I'd back us to, to push the league again. I think it'd be very difficult this year for uh, a lot of good teams around the league. Um, someone in this country's won the Champions League this year again, though. 
Okay, chance. I'll take a, take yeah. a bit of that. Um, yeah, we're going to wrap things up there. There are our, our season predictions for the upcoming season for Liverpool and for the league. Get yours in the comments below. I'll get Tom to put the questions in the description so you can play along at home as well. If you don't want to do that, I'll put a question out on Twitter this morning so you can jump on that at therevntv.com as well. Um, before we go, we're going to give one more push to this Jordan Henson book. James, Georgia, you'll be getting yours soon. Sam, I'll save... Oh, you looked that sad then. I'll save one for you as well. I'll put it with last season's book, which has been on my desk for a year, which you keep me into going back up. Uh, if you want to get yours, they're available on uh, revntvmerch.com right now. The link is in the description and in the live chat. There's some standard copies and there's limited edition signed copies as well. So go and get them. And here's the advert once more. We'll see you soon. Ta-ra. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.